ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I am Zen the Tired. And I am Emily the Warm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it started heating up, and so I'm wearing a little too many clothes. <laughs> That's going to be my seven dwarfs name. Warmy? Tired. Oh, tired. No. Tired, and Emily will be warm. Nice. <laughs> Warmy. <laughs> Well, welcome to another water cooler episode where sometimes it's Disney and sometimes it's not, but it's always fun and interesting. So today I want to start off with some recent Disney news. So for those of you that maybe haven't heard, somehow Disneyland is opening up at the end of the month. So April 30th, 2021. I almost said 2020. <laughs> every, every day is 2020 still. <clears throat> like, I don't care. It's still 2020. Um, but... Yesterday, at the time of this recording, was the first time that everybody who didn't already have unused uh, park tickets could actually sign on and try to get park tickets and then also register for the days that you wanted to use those. And it was a bit of a hot mess. So did did you guys hear anything about this? Little actually, rumblings, but not no details. Neither same here with me. I haven't, uh, I didn't hear anything. I, I, so far off my radar because I'm not ready to go. Right. I'm in denial. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was interesting. Um, apparently the ticket sales opened, I think, at eight o'clock. And so there were people who were already like ready to go and kind of the same way that Disney did for, um, their Taste of Disney event. They had a waiting room and then, um, you just waited in there until it was your turn to purchase your tickets. And then I guess there was a next step of making the reservations. So the problem was, I guess, for this waiting room, and I, I clicked onto it just to kind of see what it was like. It was, they had like the Big Thunder Mountain, um, like a little animated thing of Big Thunder Mountain. and But it just like continued on forever and ever. And it said for me it said wait time longer than one hour and i had it on in the background for just a little bit to see like if it would change but no it was like wait time one hour for like over an hour but um apparently people waited for over eight hours some people like 16 hours even just to be able to get tickets and it was kind of a hot mess and there was nothing to let you know like how far you had progressed there was no like you are this person in line oh, you know like they've done that before with other things so i don't know why they mm -hmm. didn't do it here and i guess like some people actually even took it upon themselves to make their own code that you could put into the dev tools of your browser and then you could actually see kind of how far in line you had progressed wow oh my so, god yeah <clears throat> kind of a hot mess but yeah I did hear, I was curious, I didn't go onto the website itself, but I just kind of went on Twitter just to see if anyone mm -hmm. was talking about anything. And, but I didn't do it yesterday. I did it like April 9th or whenever the first wave of people who did oh, have yeah. tickets, just because mm -hmm. I was curious um, what the process or how people were reacting to the process. And I read that, um, well, one, you couldn't do it through the app. So you either had to be on your desktop, like on a browser or like on your phone's web browser. Um, and then people were saying like the same thing, like, um, 
the wait time was like over an hour and never really changed. Didn't really know what was going on. Like they'd have it open on their laptop or something. And then they went on their phone just to try. And then they were let in immediately. So there was like no rhyme or reason to like the wait time it seemed like. So that seemed kind of chaotic in itself. Um, But I just went on just to see uh, the Disneyland like availability calendar and it mm-hmm. looks like, because when I looked yesterday, it looked like every single day up to, I think, like, end of June, whenever they're opening it up till, um, mm-hmm. every day was still available for both parks. But now when I'm looking, it's, like, kind of the first-ish week of May, um, like, Disneyland is, quote-unquote, sold out. Um, Ooh, but again, wow. I don't know, their ticket ticketing, like, tiers are really a lot to look at. So it could just mean that, like, Disneyland is like you can't choose that as your first park to go to but you could choose it as your second park I'm not super clear but it does look like there are quote-unquote sold out days for certain Mm -hmm. parks which is that's the other thing that's kind of weird is that you choose a park to go to first and then halfway through the day if you have a park hopper you can go to the other park yes which yeah. I don't think they started off doing that for Walt Disney World. I think it was like you could only go to one park, so choose wisely. Mm-hmm. I know it seems a little. I don't know how they would track it. I mean, I'm sure they have a system, but it just seems odd. Like if some maybe what they're wanted... trying to do is they're trying to prevent everyone from going to Disneyland. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. makes sense. But then I'm thinking, like, what if people started out? either way like if you started out in disneyland and then halfway through the day you want to go to this or california adventure or vice versa but you didn't you just like i don't know what the time cut off if it's like noon or something so you could go at noon but most some people would wait till like two or three and it'd be kind of like a weird influx of people where there's yeah. more in one park versus the other one i don't know or like, yeah. are they gonna like well, shoo you over <laughs> i mean well remember they still have caps Oh, oh that's yeah, right. that's right. So it's not like they can just let keep on laying people in, laying people in, laying people in. Mm-hmm. If all the people at DCA decide, oh, I want to go over to Disneyland, you know, and uh, and it's like you know one o'clock in the afternoon, and everyone in Disneyland refuses refuses to leave. We're happy here. Mm-hmm. Um, they just I'm I I can't they just by law they can't be put in they can't go in that's true but also yeah odd i wonder if that's going to change by the time avengers campus opens right because that's opening that opens june 4th i think yeah Mm -hmm. also but that would also increase the park capacity a little bit right oh maybe think about because like if you can have 50,000 people in normally and then you open up a new land it might go up to 55,000 so oh, true, it might increase capacity a little bit yeah what i want to know is i i'd like to see like some uh details of how long people decide to stay Ooh, yeah because like you know like us park people who had annual passes you know four or five hours for some of us you know like, i'm more than happy yeah i'm <laughs> right? i'm always happy to go in at eight o'clock leave by two you know mm-hmm. and and be done for the day but i can see people buying these passes just okay opening and closing right the park, 
Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Being there for more than 12 hours, you know. I'm mm-hmm. also thinking with that, since you are like literally, you can only go those days. There's no pa- like annual pass, right? So yeah. how if, and then again, they're not opening all of the rides back up. And so like, can you go through all of the rides in one day? I'm assuming you can. But also, like, how long would that take you, given the capacity that they're, like, the limited yeah. capacity? You know what? At one point. Okay. So, like, remember, like, the rides, I, I think. Okay. At one point, you know, like, about 15 years ago, you could essentially go to Disneyland and ride all the rides. Yeah. You could. And that was with, you know, 50% capacity or something like that. So, at 10% capacity, if the rides are open, I mean, like, those are designed to have tremendous amounts of people. And if there's only, I don't know what the, what's the current number, 10 or 25% or do we I want know? to say it's 15. 15%. They should be, you know, you should be able to almost walk off a ride and walk back on. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting right. how long they keep it at 15, mm-hmm. you know, especially since Orange County is super, super close to getting into yellow at this point. Which is crazy. Right? <clears throat> Actually, two out of the three criteria were already in yellow. It's that last one. Yeah. Um, case rate per 100,000 um, mm. isn't quite there. But we're close. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, at least if it stays like this, like if we don't move into the yellow or like if it stays at like the 15% capacity, how long are are people going to be in the parks? Like you said, Zen. Like how like how long are people really going to stay in the parks? Is it going to be like a full morning till night, open till close, or is it just like we've done all the rides? Do we do them again? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, the years that I have not like, there's certain years. More often than not, I always get annual passes, but there have been a year <clears throat> that I would like skip a year. And then we would go three or four times. And if we're going to go three or four times, we stay there the whole freaking day. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's, we don't know when we're going to go back later on that year. And then the following year, it's just like, ah, five hours is good enough because we have annual passes. Mm-hmm. So I got a funny feeling all these people. And if you're willing to brave through that online line and all that True. stuff, you're going to... I'm kind of okay. curious how they were verifying people were. Uh, uh, yeah, me too. <clears throat> California I, residents. Yeah, that's actually good. Huh. I didn't read anything about that. I wonder. I saw if... some people on Twitter saying if you, you know, bought tickets and then you think that you're still going to get into the parks anyway, jokes on you because they're going to ask for your ID. And I think I have read before that you have to present your California issued id at the gates so yeah or what if they did something like i don't know at i know when you pay online sometimes with your credit card they'll like ask you for your zip code so oh yeah maybe they did that or some version of that you know what they did have that socal annual pass remember mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they must have some kind of system designed to verify that you are from Southern California right. and to get that pass. But the question is how? Yeah. How? 
Well, I mean, kudos to everyone who braved that line or the wait times or right. had all of their devices running <laughs> to try and get it. Um, so that's cool. Good for them. And I think it was it's interesting because I was under the impression that you would have to buy a ticket and then immediately reserve. But I don't think that's the case, right? You can buy a ticket and then just like decide, I guess, like in a week or so or whenever, and then go back mm-hmm. into the system and reserve. So that yeah. is kind of less <clears throat> pressure. I thought it was like all at the same time. And I was like, that's a lot of decisions to make. <laughs> I tell you what, if, if, if it wasn't for not being able to go with my kid, I would have tried for first day tickets. Mm-hmm. I totally would have stayed up all night because I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have full vaccination mm-hmm. and my wife does too, but I want to, ex- I, I, I'm going to put her with a babysitter. And I'm going to go with my wife. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> no, that's what's spurring me on too. Cause I have, I have like horrible, horrible needle phobia, like panic attacks, the whole thing. And the only thing that's making me, well, two things like being able to hug my family again and be in the same room without having to worry about getting any of us sick but also disneyland <laughs> so yeah like okay yeah. i'll do it i'll do it oh my god <laughs> exactly yeah so yeah because i would not go if i wasn't fully vaccinated like i know disney's doing a fantastic job keeping everything clean and everything but at the end of the day a place is only as clean as and safe as the people who are in it right so yeah just yeah. in case. Yeah, that makes sense. Better to be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of information that I didn't know. So that's cool. <laughs> Let's take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives. But fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career. Prepare for a promotion. Start a new business with the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education's fully online professional certificate programs available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Um something I wanted to talk about is just what I've been watching on Disney plus recently. Um, I've kind of, yeah. So like when Disney plus first came out or I first got it, it was like, I think I was mostly binging like old Disney channel movies and Disney Mm -hmm. channel shows from like the early two thousands. And then I kind of went through that. And then I went into a phase of all of Marvel um basically all the time <laughs> and then um i think i kind of cooled it and went back to netflix just like other things and then when wandavision or actually no when mandalorian wandavision like all the exclusive disney plus stuff came out like that's what i was going into but then i figured um i can't binge marvel all the time because I like, especially when I'm working out at home, I like to have something on the TV that I don't really have to pay attention to, but it's still entertaining and mm-hmm. something I enjoy. And I was watching, I had Marvel movies on for like 
the longest time and I was like this is too much there's too much superheroes <laughs> it's like I know everything already mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like I need to take a break so I could enjoy it the next time I like go on a Marvel binge so recently I went and I started re-watching Once Upon a Time oh which is so odd because I don't I didn't really, I mean, I liked it in the beginning. I think we've briefly talked about this in the past, but last seasons were terrible. Um, And I just, (laughs) I only watched it because I had started it and I needed to know how everything ended. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, I don't know. I kind of was just like, I think I just, it came up as one of like, you watched this, so maybe you'll enjoy this kind of thing. And I was like, oh, once upon a time. And then, oh, I know it sparked it. Sebastian Stan. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. He yes. Mad Hatter? Yes, Mad Hatter. So uh, we may have talked about this offline last time, but I love Sebastian Stan. I first saw him in Gossip Girl um, mm-hmm. like a while ago. He had like a pretty minor character, maybe like a couple episodes of like one season, but it was very memorable for me. <laughs> um, so and when I started watching Once Upon a Time the first time, like when it was still on TV, um, he was Mad Hatter and then of course came back as Winter Soldier um, and now White Wolf whatever but all the good stuff and I was like I want to watch Sebastian Stan again uh, so then I was like might as well just start Once Upon a Time from the very beginning because like I need to know how the story began to see how mm-hmm. he fits in <laughs> um, so it's actually been really interesting just it's kind of like re-watching it all over again for the first time or just watching it all over again for the first time because there's so much that happens. And if for you people who don't know what Once Upon a Time is, it is this, it's all your fairy tale characters, um, storybook characters who fall under the spell of the evil queen from Snow White. And basically the evil queen wants to take everyone's happy endings away. So no one ever gets to live like happily ever after again. And so this curse that she puts everyone in is that they're taken from their fairy tale land and into our world where like mm-hmm. no one gets happy endings and no one, they get like new identities. They don't remember anything about who they were and they're kind of like stuck in time. And the main character Turns out she's the daughter of Snow White, and she's, like, the only one who could break the curse. Um, So it's a very interesting twist because you see all the characters you know, but then they're all, their storylines all intertwine. Like, Red Riding Hood is best friends with Snow White, which is, like, a weird concept, but that's what happens in the show. Um, It's like a fanfic. It's like a crossover fanfic. Yeah. (laughs) It's really interesting and it makes you kind of want to keep watching because it's like pretty intense and you Mm -hmm. just want to know like who else you're going to see that you recognize and like how their storyline kind of like ties in like their fairy tale story with their like, I guess, reality story. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not the only thing I've, that's just like the newest thing that's on my mind. I also went back and watched, um, I finished already, but I watched American Dragon Jake Long do oh. either of you know what that is? I know what it is, but I don't think I had Disney Channel at the time that it was out. Okay. It was like, it was only two seasons. And um, I think it was like 2005 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But anyways, it's really fun. It's an animated show about um, this kid who lives in New York, and he is the American dragon. He's like this magical creature that like watches over American magical creatures. Um, But it's really fun. It's an animated show, like I said, and it's just like it's it's an Asian cast, so you know, nice. uh, support the Asians. It's actually really <laughs> funny. Um, but what's interesting, which I didn't notice this when I was younger, but the second season, um, they completely redid the animation, which Ooh. sucked because you could totally tell now that I'm watching it in order. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first season, it was like super... Uh, I don't know, just like super detailed, like really fun to watch the way that they animated like all the movements and everything. And then mm-hmm. the second season, it's almost like like a sketch, like very. They ran out of budget. Yeah, they literally just ran out of budget, or it was like it cost we, too uh, much to do. We it got like, you hooked. Yeah. Now, now yeah. we don't have to spend so much. It was uh, it was lame. It was sad, and uh, and then they like did this thing where a couple characters, like recurring characters, they just re redesigned how they looked so it was like the same character name and like person that they played but they just looked completely different in the reanimated style so So that was so odd maybe they think like oh well no one's gonna notice they're they're too involved but they did notice and that's why they didn't last another season yeah it was sad but still a fun a fun show to watch if you're into dragons and animated things on disney channel mm-hmm. you might if you ever get a chance to read comic books you might like a series called fables yes okay that's okay. what i was thinking of too <laughs> yeah i'll um, add it to my list what is it about are there dragons involved you know what it's almost the exact same premise where uh fable fables come to life and oh. it actually had proceeded once upon a time by several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually, actually, he talked to Disney to have it um, at one point to launch it um, on uh, television as a television show. And it just didn't work out for whatever reason. But um, it's it's similar. Um the big bad wolves the detective they actually made a few video games based off of it and mm-hmm. it's, the games it's pretty, are good too yeah mm. yeah so um if it's you have a much chance... darker though than yeah. the tv show <laughs> like yeah certain characters i forget like some doesn't it start out like someone gets murdered or something like that and then i can't remember i i, remember. I have a, been a long time i have them all I read them for a long time and I've promptly forgotten them again, <laughs> which, which is great because it allows me to read them again. <laughs> yeah, totally. And the interesting thing with that too, like for once upon a time, Jiminy Cricket shows up as a human, even though oh in God. the Disney movie, he's a grasshopper, yes. right? And yes. I think, isn't he a grasshopper well, in the fairy tale world too? Wait. Or cricket. He's a cricket. Yes. <laughs> okay. He's a cricket. Sorry. Wow. In the, oh, wow. okay. So I just watched that episode where he, they like do the backstory on Jiminy Cricket. So it actually, <laughs> in the fairy tale land, he was a, a human. He starts out as a human. Oh, and then okay. he loves, um, I think he's like in the field one day and he listens to the crickets at night and he's like, I wish I could be a cricket because they have so much freedom. Um, and so then the blue fairy from um, Pinocchio hears his wish grants his wish and that's how he becomes a cricket 
Oh, very interesting, right? Nice. Yeah. Okay. And then that makes sense. I think she, he, I forget how, but he becomes friends with um, Geppetto somehow. That's how they meet. He, he's a cricket and he like Geppetto's having a hard life. And then the blue fairy is like, you need to go help with this little boy. He'll grow up to be your best friend. And then is cute because they are best friends <laughs> when they're nice. adults. <laughs> oh, okay. Because fables does it a little bit differently. So there are human fables. And then they're like, then you also have characters like the three little pigs. And because they can't, go out and about in normal society because no one here has ever seen a talking pig, then they have to be kind of held back and then that right. creates a little bit of <clears throat> drama and intention, so, right. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, and like they it's interesting that the roles they take on, like for example, the big bad wolf is humanized, but at the same time he's a good guy. Yeah. Kind of. You know, so he's the sheriff or something like that. Yeah. So it's a, it makes for a very, I mean, just if you have a chance, they sell them in graphic novels or every once in a while you can find them as like digital prints. It's definitely, definitely, definitely worth the read. So. Mm-hmm. Cinderella is um, a badass. Yeah. Ooh, awesome. Deputy, and like Snow White's deputy mayor of the town. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and actually the guy who wrote the, I've been following his writing since the 1980s. Um, so like he's actually I think a more talented artist than he well geez he's <laughs> as talented of an artist as he is a writer and I think being an artist takes more time so he does more writing mm-hmm. but man I have some sketches from him in person and he's just so incredible of an artist it's just amazing <clears throat> so uh I guess I have to come up with an, a couple things to talk about the first one is <clears throat> have you heard about the scarlett johansson ryan reynolds thing in marvel universe no okay so there's this is a rumor complete rumor this is totally awesome though so you guys know that ryan reynolds and scarlett johansson were married yes and oh, it, that's great. it's like mind-boggling every time i rediscover that <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah. It was kind of mind-boggling to me too. Those two were married um for a couple of years, divorced. I don't I had heard amicably divorced, but I don't know if that's true. Um but maybe not because there's some rumors floating about that Ryan Reynolds and has a contract that says he does not have to be in any uh scenes with Scarlett johansson whoa okay but scarlett johansson's character is dead oh that is true oh why would they even need to have that in a contract now do you see where this is going oh (laughs) i see so so it's not about the fact that you know it's just like oh litigious stuff that happens all the time with people who have divorced but the fact that he needed to have a line in his contract saying he will not do anything with his ex-wife but why would he have to because the character is already dead which means 
to some of our, of the faithful that maybe maybe somehow they will resurrect the Black Widow. Ooh, that would be something. I feel like they have to. I mean, you've got a movie <clears throat> about her coming out. Why would you drum up interest in her? Just be like, well, now go back and watch the old movie so you can get more of her, you know? Well, because the new movie is about the past. It's not even talking, you know, mm-hmm. that's before we get to meet her in the previous movie. So, right. Huh. But then it's like, wow, I really loved her in that movie. Like, imagine that's your first time ever seeing her. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, they made a, you know, second Wonder Woman movie. They're making a second <clears throat> Captain Marvel movie. When am I going to see my new favorite superheroine? And then it's like, oh, just kidding. She's dead. You know, she's already dead. <laughs> We're making a film you about her, it. but she's already <laughs> dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. My second one is, um is the the nevers have you heard about this i've seen pictures of like some of the characters and it looks like kind of a period drama ish kind of thing i don't know what it is okay so i have mixed emotions about this one okay so it is the brainchild directed and produced by one of my previously favorite director producer writers joss whedon Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, if you don't know about Joss Whedon, there's a lot of controversy that he was terrible and um, he, you know, he's, anyways, terrible with dealing with women and mm-hmm. he's you know, misogynistic and all okay. these types of things. And I'm not going to go into that. And that's one of the reasons why he's kind of my previous favorite writer director. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's hard to separate a person's work from. Mm-hmm what they did but at the same time he produced this thing called the never so i wanted to go watch it and what it is is about it's a period film it's a steampunk past victorian in the victorian era where a bunch of women actually it's kind of like now that i come to think of it it's like x-men a bunch of women are finding uh people um, who have extraordinary powers hmm. and they're bringing them all to one place into a safe house. And that's all we know is one episode so far. Um, it's on HBO. It looks interesting. I can't, you know, we've only seen one episode so far, but it's somewhere between, it, it feels like a Victorian steampunk slash league of extraordinary gentlemen kind of thing. Ooh, interesting. And the main characters, the protagonists, are all women. Hmm. So watch it, maybe? Um, I, I, Once again, it's they, he's actually left the series. Oh. Um, oh. Even they produced a full season, and he was asked to, um, yeah, maybe you should leave so we can have <laughs> someone else run it for the next season. Mm-hmm. So um, it's actually very, not very Joss Whedon-y in some yeah. ways. Because, you know, like lots of times when you watch things that are Joss Whedon, you're going, that's a very typical Joss Whedon or the dialogue or the speech. It doesn't yeah. necessarily, it doesn't have, it felt like the Avengers. It didn't necessarily, he didn't necessarily flavor the soup 
with mm. you know mm-hmm. um as opposed to like when you watch firefly it's like oh there's a lot of buffy the vampire slayer kind of going on in here mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's it those are my uh two topics for today interesting wow okay. so it sounds like we all have stuff to go watch <laughs> yeah oh oh okay i i got one more thing i'm sorry mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know how I ran into it, but I watched Waterworld again. <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> I need and, to watch that. I don't remember the last time I watched it. Um, And I like it now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> when I watched it, I went, when I actually watched it the first time around, I saw it in the theaters. It's like, what the? what in the devil's name is this mm-hmm. and it's just like this is what the you know just yeah i, I could not is but now after watching mad max fury road mm-hmm. it's really good <laughs> it's really strange it's almost like a film in my opinion that was made 25 years too early oh, oh. interesting have you guys watched Mad Max Fury Road? I, have. I haven't watched either of them. The only way I know of Waterworld is because my husband used to be in band and his class did um, like a, a halftime show all based on Waterworld. So like, <laughs> that's the only reason I know about Waterworld. That Waterworld, is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Waterworld's the thing that they do at Universal, right? Universal Studios, that whole. Yes. Out- yeah. Oh, okay. I don't actually know if I've ever seen the movie, but I've seen like that universal show thing. And I mm-hmm. never understood what was happening. There was like fire and then there was water. And I didn't know yeah. what was going on. <laughs> but um, I have watched Mad Max Fury Road. I think I watched it. My mom was definitely watching with me. Probably some other family members too. But my mom was so confused and so lost because she needs to like, understand everything like, it's very hard for her to understand what's going on in movies if they're mm-hmm. too like fantasy or like too you know not real life uh so she did not know what was happening in mad max and that's kind of my memory of the movie is mostly like her reaction to what was happening <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to having my kid explain the movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, that's interesting. I want to yeah. wait. Where is um, Waterworld? Where can you watch that? It's on Netflix oh, right now. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. So it has Kevin Costner, Jeannie Triplehorn, and Dennis Hopper in the. And this is the funniest thing. So I mean, it, it's just like back then. It's just like all the bad guys were so far out. You know, like with their, you know, like their, you know, like desert punk clothes and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff you know, acting all crazy but it's it's really mad max fury road but with water but with water <laughs> yeah nice. so i mean it's just maybe he was just he he was a visionary and he was 25 years too far ahead of time mm-hmm. and there's a cameo in it it's not really a cameo but um there's a little known actor in it who's flying a plane as a bad guy who has like one line and it's Jack Black. Oh, what? <laughs> Jack Black is one of these kind of, 
you know, caveman kind of characters flying a plane and kind of like, ah, go get him. Wow. <laughs> so watch out for that one scene. It's Jack Black. And he, I think that's his only line. He's in it for like 30 seconds. And I guess it was the fifth, fifth film he's ever been in. Wow. <laughs> and now what he's pretty funny. big at Universal. So. Yeah. He's yeah. huge. Hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> well yeah like i said now we have like a ton of stuff to go watch and spend the weekend just binge watching everything right yep <laughs> yes so those are some of our recommendations for things to go watch this weekend and that does it for this episode of main street uci thank you for listening be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast and you can also find us on our Instagram and Facebook at Main Street UCI. Don't forget to send us your questions and requests. We love to hear from you. And thank you again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. You can find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. And with that, we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye.